Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And on this bonus episode, I am uh, being, uh, interviewing uh, another paranormal team, uh, one called uh, Unknown Paranormal. Um, and here they are today. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Hey. All right. Um, would you guys uh, go around and uh, give us your name and uh, what you guys do with your team? Uh, my name is Phil. Um, I'm kind of the, uh, tech specialist. Um, I do a lot of the, uh, the camera work. Um, I'm also, uh, uh, an investigator. I'm Mike, lead investigator, uh, researcher for the unknown paranormal. And I'm Christy. I'm also another investigator and kind of like a manager. I just make sure. <laughs> All right. You know what's funny? Uh, I think there's a mic on every single paranormal team in existence. <laughs> kind of balances uh, us out, I think. <laughs> I got a mic on my paranormal team. There's another paranormal team that we talked to uh, has a mic, and we've seen to find a mic on every single paranormal team that we've talked to. It's like a like you have to have a mic on your team in order to have a paranormal team or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we're official. Yep. All right. Um, a lot of things I ask parental teams that I, I've, I've talked to in the past, and some questions people have heard before. But one is, how long have you guys been investigating? Uh, total years. Uh, we've been doing an off and on for three. Uh, but we chose 2021 as our, um, you know, let's show ourselves. Let's get onto the Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot, and. Uh, be part of the paranormal world really we were finding um that we were gathering a lot of evidence as well and we felt as a team that it was time to come out and share some of our findings given that we were uh you know doing it a lot more as well um it was time to come out i think um and what essentially got you guys into the paranormal in the first place we've all had our own personal experiences um uh, for one particular for myself, um, I, I grew up pretty much uh, coming and going from my grandparents' house. And I lost my grandfather uh, to, to cancer. And I decided after he passed, I was going to spend about a week at my grandmother's house. Uh, I had my own set room. She had hers. And every night she made sure to come in and you know, tuck me in for bed and tell me to make sure to say goodnight to grandpa and stuff like that. And, uh, so I went ahead and I told my grandma goodnight. She tucked me in and just under my breath there, I said, you know, goodnight grandpa, wherever you are. And I hope you're safe. And it almost felt like somebody or my grandfather had placed his hand on the top of my head and kind of stroked from the back of my head down to my shoulder blades as like a, you know, rest well. And then that carried on for a little bit. Um, you know, spending time with my dad at home, we would hear footsteps in our townhouse. And uh, my dad would always tell me not to worry. It was just grandpa. And I got to the point where my dad would actually ask my, his father, you know, come down, I'll pour you a glass of wine and, and we can, we can hang out and everything will be okay. And I remember very well, actually hearing those footsteps come from the upstairs and make their way down the stairs and then stop 
as if, you know, he made it down the stairs and then now he's there with me and my father. Um, and ever since then, I was, I was drawn, you know, watching the TV shows, um, when no one was around or I was in my bedroom, I, I would try to talk to my grandfather or figure out, you know, it was that him that was there. And, and from that moment on, it was kind of, I think this was meant to be, um, to go out there and search for people who, who find themselves stuck and still looking for help. Uh, for me, um, <clears throat> a similar story, you know, I grew up, uh, watching the shows. Um, my mom would watch a lot of the shows, but I think what really, uh, for me got into it, uh, was years ago, uh, grade 12. My uh, nana, when she uh, she was in the old folks' home, she took her last breath. My nana used to do this thing where she'd put her hand on my shoulder whenever, uh, you know, I was upset. Um, she took her last breath, and in that moment, it was only her and I in the room, and I felt hand on my shoulder. Since then, you know, I, of course, got more drawn into the paranormal world. I... Uh, you know, even visiting cemeteries, um, you know, strange things I were finding would happen, whether it be, you know, a noise or whatever. And it just so happens. Luckily, um, you know, I have a family who are also into the uh, paranormal and we just kind of all drawn to it. We united and, you know, we created the team and uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been awesome. But uh, that's what kind of started it for me. Your turn. <laughs> Lady Christine. Um, you know, like he said, we've all had experiences. I've had experience. This is literally my family, right? So we've experienced stuff together and that's my brother. So we grew up watching this stuff and, you know, we would try to communicate with anything that was there. So at a young age, we've always been drawn to this kind of world i guess and it's just nice to actually be a part of it yes and uh that's what's good a good reasons why most people get into it is because they've had an experience um some people get into it because sometimes they haven't had an experience and they want to see these things and see and experience things on this kind of level um but when it comes to paranormal investigators i feel as being one myself but um is it feel like it's almost like a duty to try to expose this information out for everyone um which leads me to a question. Um, what are, I guess, uh, what NSHA is your uh, your uh, goal, essentially, when it comes to Is there something specific you're looking for, an answer to a question um, that you need specifically answered, or maybe just curiosity, what happens to the other side? A lot of it's curiosity. Like, you know, almost like, what it's what is it like, like, after you pass? And they can kind of put their stories together, right? Yeah, I think the cool part is, is, you know, when we go out there and we investigate, a lot of people will seem to ask, you know, is there a message that you want passed on? Is there any way that we can, we can help you? Now, when we tie that in and, you know, behind science and, and everything else is, can we truly as investigators still help? Um, whether it be crossover uh, whether it's letting them know that they've, they've passed on and, and this is where they are. Um, simple things, I believe, that I think when, when people do pass, we never do have the opportunity to fulfill everything. Now, it could be as simple as telling someone that they love them. 
Um, and if there's a way to communicate to the point where, you know, we can find out who that person is and we can relate that message to that person, find that person and let them know, I feel that we can, we can help the people who are still wondering, uh, you know, what's going on with this person or just helping that person relieve something that they thought they needed to say and they said it and we passed it on, right? It's still about helping at the end of the day. You know, on top of that also, um, it's honestly uh, absolutely exhilarating when we're out on an investigation and we feel like we're legitimately having a um, a conversation, an intelligent conversation. Um, it's just a different kind of feeling. And sometimes as quick as we're having those conversations, it just can stop you know the activity can stop but in those moments when you you know we're actually experiencing something and communicating it's just a different kind of feeling like <laughs> it's, it's almost like an addiction and you we want more you, you you want them to stay it's like why did you go so fast you gave us a couple of responses and now where'd you go you mm. it's it's such a it's exhilarating it really is for for me personally um, it's a rush, uh, it's exciting and it makes me feel like we're accomplishing something, uh, to be honest with you. No, those, uh, pretty good answers. And I've something that I've learned from watching paranormal teams or the TV shows you guys basically watch like coast adventures, ghost hunters, uh, paranormal state and all the other kind of popular shows out stuff, uh, is that I've noticed in amongst the investigators that I've met is that there's three kinds of paranormal teams out there. Um, mainly two, but the third, uh, is hard pressed to find because you rarely ever meet, meet people, uh, like my team. That's why I say we've got separate, but the idea is still the same. Um, the first kind of team I usually find around a lot most is the clout chasers. Uh, once you do it for specifically for fame, like looking to get famous, become the next ghost adventures and become the next ghost hunters. Um, just exploring the paranormal just for that reason to get famous. The second guy I see. Uh, is those who are seeking to help because they want to understand the afterlife, to understand why the spirit's still around, why you're still here. If they can help in any way, they do so. Yeah, granted, they gather evidence and stuff like that to help prove what these things that they're searching for is actually real. But it's never the priority is to well, no, no, the priority is never to get famous of it off it. Um, if it happens, it happens, but it's not major their priority. And then the third kind um, is specifically what my team strives for is to go to location to location and clear out everything that we can um, clear out all the evil and how anybody can cross over, cross over uh, until the place is not haunted to barely haunted, um, which <laughs> kind of is like stealing the bread and butter away from a lot of parallel rescuers out there. But uh, I feel like the class two investigators you would agree with us with most things, but, it seems like your team actually wants to actually go out there and help and know why someone is still stuck at a location. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, in doing so as investigators, um, one thing I guess you always encounter, because you're always going to, granted, the stuff we do is scary to someone on the outside, who outside the paranormal, but... Normally, what we do on a daily basis is like an average spirit of wanting to communicate. 
But there are times when you deal with something that's truly scary, that is almost dangerous. And how many, I'll say, what is your most scary encounters that you guys have had? I think one of the scariest encounters, um, so we have here in Canada, the BC Penitentiary. And uh, we reached out and we were able to spend uh, a good hour and a half to two hours in the uh, the guardhouse uh, of, of what's still standing. And uh, in the basement of the guardhouse, there's uh, corridors where they led to um, holding cells. And amongst those holding cells, uh, we decided to, to do an investigation in one. Uh, we've captured, you know, EVPs, we've captured orbs. And then it got to the point where we were making communication. And um, we asked if the, if the spirit was still around and if, uh, if, if they were around, if they can make a noise. And away outside of the spirit box session that we were doing, we heard a very loud yes. And uh, we all reacted. And we got up and we're like, someone down here like it was too clear to to be not somebody so we decided to to keep going with it um we ventured out into the corridors uh where we captured uh, an apparition of a, of a spirit moving from the left to the right as it was walking walking by through the walls um phil our our, uh, our video guy here decided to let, let's reposition our camera and see if we can make it happen again. So we, we set up, we were filming down the corridor away from where we just came from and it's in solid blackness. And we asked, um, if you're still with us at this time, can you make a, a noise or a knock to let us know that you're still present? And about three seconds later, there was like someone went and, and, fist punched a, a, a metal door and the force was so strong it actually knocked the, the light of our power off our tripod and uh you know again we reacted and uh, we, you know was that you if you can do that again for us maybe this time a knock and believe it or not that knock came um but when you're in complete darkness and you get it that violent bang on a, on a metal door that's about five feet away from you, um, it, it really sends the chills up your spine. You know, where is it coming from, for one? And how close to this entity or spirit are you really standing by, right? Um, so far, that's been, I think, our scariest our, our moment, really. Um, it's what really made us... You know, really just the senses you're hearing and you're, and you're seeing, right? You're feeling that energy. Feeling, absolutely. The, it's, the, the feeling in those moments, in those particular moments. Wow. It was intense. It's, I guess that's something I forgot to ask at the beginning. Where, like, where are you guys exactly located? For, Surrey, Surrey, BC. Surrey, BC. Uh, British Columbia. Yeah, for us. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as Americans don't know the, uh, the terminology Canadians use. Uh, like, believe it or not, we're still, we're talking to you from an egg lift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of Americans would know uh, Vancouver. We're in one of the sub-cities of Vancouver, basically, yeah. here in uh, BC. Ah, okay. Uh, 
that's 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 at least it gives me a geographic geographical idea of where you guys are. Um, <laughs> well, in that such case, Canada. I mean, the assumption mostly is that it's a lot of woods, a lot of uh, wilderness and stuff like that, but a lot of Native American uh, land as well. So it makes me wonder: Have you guys ever investigated the woods and come across Native American stuff or a Native American? Uh, land they've dealt with native american spirits i don't think yet um a lot of bc has like you said a lot of native american uh land um but it's almost protected as well yeah it's very hard to and you don't want to disrespect anything as well being um on this kind of land you don't want to muster up anything um you know, it is protected land, and we want to do this in the most respectful yeah. way we can at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, there are... From my experience, in, uh, I'll say, from my experience with the Crow Twin Forest, uh, dealing with uh, having, well, encountering Native spirits, um, you have to come with respect, at least let them know that you're not here to, like, mess their stuff up or at least uh, disrespect their land in any way. But you say it's protected. Is it like uh, saying you guys aren't allowed on those lands? Uh, so the way that, that here in Canada is um, uh, there is native burials and, and native sites. And those are actually protected through um, the band itself. Um, so they've, they've made it actually private property. You can't come in. Um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be by a cemetery that's close by a native site or a burial um what we do is we try to ask out to those spirits to come to actually us and speak with us if that's what they're if they're wanting to do that um but we will we we kind of find our threshold you know how far can we go and then respect that border Mm -hmm. um at the time you guys have been investigating because they didn't do native american places yet anyway but um, how many um, home investigations have you done? Like someone asked you to come to their home. Right now, uh, it was one. Um, but the people that we've we've met that have told us home claims and are interested to find out what is actually happening in their house, um, we're having that trouble where it seems like they're almost too scared to to face what you find. So they are curious on what we do and how we can help them. Um, but to actually go about it and, and, and go to that home and do your investigation, they're almost the easiest, the nicest way to say it is they're almost just too scared. They don't want to know, but in the way that they do. Mm-hmm. I tend to find that out. Most people so far anyway, they've asked us for help or there's a, cause we've kind of advertised, we deal with the very dangerous stuff out there. Um, evil spirits, demonic spirits, stuff like that. So when someone asks for our help, it's kind of like, they know they ask for us because it's dealing with something dangerous like that. So, so a few of the cases that my team have done is, is for people's homes anyway, have been those kind of cases. Rarely ever yet to do, which kind of would like to do just to make it easier one time is dealing with actual human spirits in someone's home. But, um, that's what we, uh, that's, or like, I think it's my grandma or grandpa or, yeah. Which is something nice with that every now and then. Um, we get you get to do, especially when you help someone 
know, uh, and I've seen it uh, a couple of times, uh, helping someone acknowledge the fact of a dead relative that's been around them forever, but maybe they never knew truly that person was there. And it kind of gives them a sense of peace, uh, especially when they're in the grieving process. I agree that, yeah. I guess another question I'd like to ask them, what is a uh, type of uh, gear do you guys uh, do use and what is, your, I guess, your favorite piece of gear? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, Gear-wise is kind of what we're lacking. Um, but for the foremost, um, we, we spend a lot of time with spirit box sessions, EVP sessions. We have... Um, Spirit balls or cap balls is what you order them as, uh, that we use. And they're motion activated. Yeah. Basically. Motion active. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I referenced them as spirit balls, uh, just to fit the uh, class that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've also spent some time, um, you know, trying to get an intelligent answer. Like, you know, can you tell me what color hat I'm wearing? Can you tell me what color t-shirt I'm wearing? And trying to use ourselves really as um, equipment. I find too we catch a lot of our stuff on video as well. Absolutely, we use a lot of um, video. Um, the The reason why these spirit balls are great as well is because we we video a lot of our investigations, and it's just great. You know, from K two meters from. To like spirit balls, it's great to actually have this to kind of validate what we're doing. Like, did you see that? And there's often been times where, for example, something will happen um, on camera that we don't notice, whether it may be a shadow, a silhouette, a spirit ball going off that we didn't notice in the moment or whatever. It's always great to go back to the footage and see what did we miss? What did we we miss even, you know, audio wise? And we found uh, that to happen quite a bit where. Um, something will be picked up on video sound wise or, or picture wise that we didn't see in the moment, which is phenomenal yeah. in itself. It validates a lot of our findings. We find we also spent some time researching the, the Estes method, if I'm pronouncing that right. And, uh, we've, we've taken our own little twist on it where, uh, you know, we posted up, we did the headphone things and, uh, we tried to cover our eyes with a hat just, to make sure that we're not seeing anything that's distracting to us and the communication that was being spit out from our mouths while questions were being asked were phenomenal it it kept us on track with a particular spirit um you know it got to the point where we felt like it was time to antagonize a little bit so the way that happened was is my um, myself I was sitting against the uh, brass doors of an abandoned uh, asylum building and we were doing the Estes method. So I had the earplugs in and I'm listening to the spirit box and I can't hear nothing. And all I remember is a voice come through the spirit box and it said, watch this. Now, as my back was to those doors, it literally felt like someone just boot kicked the door down. And I obviously react and jump like, what was that? Like, you guys messing with me? And I look up and the, and the team is actually sitting about 10 feet away on the staircase of the building itself. Um, so it was, it was pretty intense. So, you know, even though that it's like, yeah, the little bit of a lack of equipment, 
we are doing our best to prove other things with what we have. And, uh, and, and really to go out there with a briefcase to every location and 30 different items. Yeah. 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 I'd like to elaborate on Mike's story uh, a little bit. In that moment where we were doing the Estes method, um, like he said, he couldn't hear anything. The team, we were asking questions. The crazy thing is, is all we saw is Mike react. We didn't hear a bang or anything. We just saw him jump forward, freak out and say, what the hell was that? But on the actual video recording of it, clear as day, you can hear the violent bang on the video. So the crazy thing is, is in person while we were there, we didn't, we, we just saw Mike react, yeah, but on we the video, like, what, what's wrong? that's what, where we actually heard the bang clear as day, which just mind blew us. Like, and that's why, you know, we like to record a lot of what we do. I said, don't feel bad about not having gear or anything like that. I believe my team, we, we don't have much gear to begin with as of, well, that, because it's that, I would say it's not, it's not that we can't. Well, I say that we don't want it. It's just we don't really have any really use for it. But which all my team is of, of psychics. Um, well, I would say call myself a psychic, psychic abilities per se. But uh, we all use our abilities to find what's out there, the paranormal and stuff like that. And when we're at a location, we kind of use our abilities to, uh, you know, prove at least that there's something there, but at least find what is there. And granted, the best equipment I've ever found so far is your own phone. The, uh, the amount of, uh, things your phone can do from video recording, from flashlights to some of the apps that we have found that actually are very useful. Um, I never give too much stock in, in paranormal apps, but the two that I always say that are the best is Necrophonics and, and a Ghost Tube Vox, uh, when it comes to getting a very high percent chance of what's, what's being said, at least what's actually being said between spirits there. Yeah, I, I can agree with, with, yeah. with that. We've, we've used, uh, we use both of those a few times, and the newest one that we're using is called uh, Spirit Talker uh, from the UK. And uh, we, we've had some very intelligent um, feedback with that. Which so, have been kind of confirmed yeah. what we've asked for certain things through, actually, I guess, Psychic. Um that had no idea of the conversation that we were having with the tour. So... That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys worked with psychics before? Yes. Yeah. That regularly, like part of the team. No, oh. no, they're uh, 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 outside party, a different team here in Vancouver. Ah, I, I know Vancouver is a good sized city, but I guess how many parallel teams would be in Vancouver? Oh man, off the top of my head, I can probably name about. I think there's at least six. Uh, just don't talk in my head. The most famous, of course, or the most well-known, rather. Go ahead, finish. Uh, the Vancouver Paranormal Society. I know they're massive. They've been around for a long, a very long time. Can't can't say I've heard of them. I think maybe possibly. Uh, then again, there's a lot of paranormal teams I don't know of. Kind of really. Uh, well, there's other areas of my own around here, anyway, in uh, North Carolina. Because, um, like, when we, we, my wife decided to be part of Paranormal Team, that's what we did. We looked up, and there was one low, I guess the uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, it's like 
paranormal society and they were real snotty about it. Um, they wanted you to pay a fee to get in part of them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And we had to like, that, that doesn't sound right. Um, but, uh, what we kind of found out about different paranormal teams is that, uh, it seems always territorial. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think that this kind of field is just so competitive. <laughs> Only we can investigate here. You have to go somewhere else. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what no, we we don't like the politics of that. We just wanna we just want to investigate. You you know. We don't care if you go to a location we've only been to. You know, we got in and maybe they've had problems here. We'll give you the contact number if that's what you want. Like just relax. Musaba. <laughs> <laughs> like chill. We all have the same goal or a similar goal. Chill out. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I don't understand what, what the whole the territory thing is beginning with and stuff like that. If you come in and get different evidence than say my team, hey, I want to know because uh, I want to see compare evidence that we got together. Because if that's if the same thing you got, the same thing I got, then hell, it proves that it's correct. And if another team comes in and gets almost the same exact thing, that's the scientific method. <laughs> that's perhaps you have absolutely. Mm. I think the biggest thing here, I don't know how it is uh, where you guys are located, but we find that uh, we call it terra-tourism. And what that is, is like every time we, we seem to reach out to a location um, to investigate, they actually want money from us. And and the bill is, you know, you're, there's there's been times I was charged like $1,300 to go and investigate. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, they were famous some places to get... I was saying uh, the more famous some places get uh, from paranormal investigating, the more they can charge for someone to paranormal investigate. Yeah. It, uh, it, it It's a struggle. Like, you know, I find Vancouver itself that there is hot spots or whatnot and places to investigate. But once they become city-owned or a heritage building, that's it. it, it it's the hardest the hardest achievement to try to enter. Um, so, you know, out here anyway, we find that it's a little bit limited, um, but it's nice. I find it really nice to be able to go back to a location and whether you're trying to debunk your own evidence or gain more. Um, and I find that, you know, that's what keeps us moving is uh, give it time, go through your evidence, do what we have to do. And then if we feel like it's time to go back, it's no problem, uh, you know, debunk your own things or even invite a second team with you and they can help debunk certain things. And if they can't, you've just got help to gain in knowledge that this could be something. You're on the right track here. Uh, let's keep it going, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just further the experience, further the uh, your notes, right? Yep. Um, when you guys go places, um, investigate certain locations, stuff like that, what do you use for protection? I'm not talking protection like from what could possibly run around the corner, like a homeless person or an animal. I'm talking about uh, uh, protection, a sense of against the spiritual realm. Um, Christy actually is, uh, she's into the crystals and uh, a little bit of stuff like that. We actually have like close family friends i guess we could say that actually do like 
if you want to say protection spells or cleansing idea. Cleansing. So we've started kind of doing those methods and thankfully they have worked. I mean, we've never had anything follow us. Yeah, we, we feel like we've never had anything follow us home. We've... We'll be honest, we're, we're, we're new in that aspect. Um, but like Christy said, you know, it's great that we, we do have, um, people that have kind of guided they us, taught it. us. And yeah. It's a learning process. It is. It is. <laughs> we're all students, right? <laughs> no, the crystal thing, um, is very effective. Believe me, I never put too much stock in the crystals whatsoever until I became an investigator and saw the effects of what crystals go through. After an investigation that I've done, I've seen crystals crack. Amethyst have like cracks running through pieces of the stones actually break off. And the amount of energy it, it's, it goes through in an investigation protected me from any kind of damage I would get. Um, other than other things, we use salt being number one thing. Uh, if I just give anyone advice, it's salt. Uh, have something to, either at your home or something like that. Um, but with crystals and different protection symbols, um, how about a lot, especially to ward off things that are, are dark or things like that. And always, even though I we always say this after investigation, it never seems to stick, but I um, always seem to tell the spirits you can't follow us home. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Man, the crystal yeah. thing is a good because, idea. You know, it is. Uh, we enjoy it. Um, we all seem to pack uh, a crystal in our pocket when we head out, but we always make sure we're, our one thing is when we arrive to locations or cemeteries is that we are only here to communicate. Um, we're here to communicate. We're here to learn about you. And when our time is done, we all respectfully hope that you find yourself here at your, your place at where you reside. And this is where we will come and visit. Um, as far as coming home with us, that's just an absolute. Um, you know, we, we make it clear. Um, we do treat every location with respect, but we also have to make sure that the spirits understand that we have guidelines that we follow and we would appreciate for them to follow the same thing. And, you know, they've they've respected that. I think we've we've been fortunate enough, I would say, to not come across anything as dark as you may have come across um, on your investigations. Maybe that could be part of it. Um, but I think we've, I mean, we're still kicking, we're still here. So <laughs> we've done something right. <laughs> no, I always ask about the protection thing because, um, with investigators in the, in the, in the rest of the world, um, some who don't have psychics on their team and or even some who don't have, uh, either psychics who have no protection abilities whatsoever. Um, my team, the reason why we necessarily don't use as much protection because each of us have an ability to kind of fight back in a sense. Um, that's why I always stress it to people who don't have any abilities whatsoever or in the paranormal world to have some form of protection, especially when you go into places that might be uh, somewhat dangerous or if you even remotely try to provoke whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I call it picking a fight. But um, when you provoke and stuff like that, you might be pissing something off. And exactly. How do you fight stuff. something you can't see, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I always, you know, stress to people, investigators, have some form of protection, whether it be a crucifix, a cross, a crystal, some something that can uh, stop something in its tracks if it does try to harm you. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, 
And especially if you go into the woods, uh, carry a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I deal with any wildlife and the woods around here, but uh, I don't want to be unprepared if I ever do. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I know. Cougars lately here in VC have become a big thing, so. And you bears, know, bears aren't bears. as friendly as they look. Yeah, bears, <laughs> cougars, don't believe the friendly bear stories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mountains and woods, that's, you know, we have a lot of mountains here in VC. <laughs> you don't want to come across a uh, a mountain lion or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, something I never dealt with, but I don't know if you guys ever talked to anyone who did, but or even with your own experience, but in abandoned locations like buildings and ex-hospitals, stuff like that, have you found any homeless people in there or any squatters? No, but there has been like traces of people it. People have been there, but we've been lucky enough to not actually come across yeah. people camping out there when we're there. Yeah. yeah, a lot of traces of it, and that's why it, it probably is important to carry some kind of form of uh, protection in that aspect if we're going to abandoned asylums hospitals barns whatever um yeah absolutely we often come across uh graffiti but a lot of um traces of homeless whether it be i i've i've seen beds you know and the big thing of course you know if there's a homeless person that that may have been there um always look where you're stepping as well <laughs> it being of course an old building you also don't want to step on something and you know need a hospital visit you know um but for the most play, you know, for the most part, these places have been relatively clean. They, yeah. you, you know, but yeah, definitely clear traces of uh, homeless people. But I mean, we also don't put ourselves in danger. Yeah, no, absolutely, either, right? absolutely. Um, you know, especially uh, an abandoned place that we may come across, we 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 like to scope it out. You know, flashlights, obviously, whether it be look in the windows, is it safe? Um, the, the number one thing is you want to protect yourself. If uh, a location or an area isn't safe, we, we won't do it. Why would you want to put yourself in harm's way in that, in that sense, right? Um, as exciting as it may be, you still got to protect yourself at the end of the day. So, yeah, And there's a house that uh, my team are looking at to investigate here soon that doesn't have a second floor. Or it, it did. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, we're... We either will try to get inside as much as we can, or at least investigate as much outside as we can. Um, so it's, it's situations like that that my team has has come across it. We investigated the woods, graveyards, and uh, a few homes and what building, but as of actual abandoned places, that's kind of on our uh, you know you know wish list in a sense like that. Yeah, we have a lot of abandoned property down here, so. It's accessible. And, I mean, for the most part, it's sturdy and durable. I mean, and the hardest part, too, is like we spend more time looking for owners of abandoned buildings. Uh, we, we like to we like follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know, yeah. Even though a house is boarded up and, and, and you could see it's going to be taken down, there's always someone behind those boards that still own that property, whether whether it be a developer, whether whether uh, or it could be uh, I've come across realtors that own places that are going to be teared down, and then the hardest part is trying to track down is which one of the three own the property. Yeah, um, and that's it, it gets difficult. 
at times. Yeah, I guess we should clarify when we say abandoned, mm-hmm. we're not taking crowbars and breaking into places. <laughs> if something is boarded up and we have the opportunity to investigate something like this, great. There's an open door and then there's a, a closed door. We'll, we'll, we'll use the open door. If there's an area that's not gated and it's open and it's welcoming, whatever. <laughs> great. We're, we're going to go in there. But if something's boarded up, we're not, yeah, express, we're not disrespecting property like that. Um, we're, we're all, you know, we're, we're not kids here. We're not trying to get arrested. So <laughs> we're just trying to do what we're passionate about. Right. So, yeah. Um, I guess one of my, uh, I guess not final questions, but I guess one of my major questions I always ask is, um, what is your hope for the paranormal, for the future of paranormal research um, in its entirety? I hope it could be a lesson. In all honesty, like, I've been so drawn to teams from the States, and, you know, I've seen teams go out to, to, to high schools and, and do full on communicate with us and, and teach the kids about the paranormal. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a passion that whether people are scared or not, I, I think, or I'm hoping that it's a passion where more people will learn how to trend with it. Really. Um, Make it more known. You know, when sometimes down here, when you, people say, Oh, what do you do? Oh, well, like paranormal investigators, they kind of look at you like crazy. Yeah, even wearing our hoodies, we like to wear our hoodies. And the back of our hoodies, um, it says paranormal investigator. Right away, that leads to a conversation piece. That conversation will either go bad or very <laughs> like, what? People are either interested or they're like, you, yeah. You need- and I would, I would like to see a lot more unity. I would love more teams, at least locally, to unite more. I would, you know, just... It's nice politics. meeting other people absolutely. Out there that enjoyed you. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, and I think, absolutely. I think we all un- need to really just unite. And yeah, just, it can't be so territorial. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Um, ab- absolutely. Um, it, it, it's, it's so difficult because of those other distractions, um, people taking territories and claiming buildings as their own where us we enjoy the fact that we are open to team sharing so for instance if we have a location that's a bit big for three of us we'll invite a team that we're close to um we'll we'll make it a a team of five a team of six no problem and let's share the location um but on the other hand it's i i truly believe tv and how that's taken away from our perspective of investigators. Um, you know, TV to me is, is something scripted. This is what, where you're going today. This is how you're going to do it. This yeah. Read your lines. Us. There's, there's been times with us, like you're hitting a cemetery at two o'clock in the afternoon. And you, you know, why does it have to be a nighttime thing all the time? And just being united being able to pick up your phone to other teams and saying, Hey, I got this, or do you have that? Let, let's plan a trip. Let's do this. I think that's what truly it needs to be about. We're all here to help someone. If, if I can send like yourself, Isaac, if I can send you a piece of a clip of an EVP and say, Hey man, I need a, I need a second thought on this. It should be like an open door policy, man. Like, you know, yeah, I'll help you. And I got something for you. I, I just need like a third eye on this. 
And that's truly what I think it's about. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Not one I've heard before, but yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. I always say my always hope is that it gets the paranormal gets taken seriously in a level of other forms of science, that it gets studied uh, as any other form of science that has been before and, and in the future and stuff like that when it comes to understanding and being taken seriously in the sense of like, this is real, us telling people that it's not anymore just because we can't measure it, we can't study it. There's plenty of scientific instruments out there right now that prove the existence of these things. We just need better technology in order to measure it in an exact way that it needs to be measured. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, something that I would like to start, uh, I think I did a few other times, but because um, I've been interviewing you guys, uh, what questions do you have uh, for me? If any. Um, I, I think is um, my question would be um, would be as, as a paranormal team uh, with your team what what is your main purpose what are you searching for yourself are you are you um, gathering evidence and sharing them to the proper people or is it all knowledge uh, for yourself and your team because what I like to do, like for an example, Irving House here in New West, is when we went there and investigated. I, I, I'm working on a uh, an actual USB stick of savings of findings and recordings that we've captured uh, to go back and actually present to them and to give to them as a gift. As you know, this is what we've done. I believe that it, it, it's proper for sharing that information, and you can keep that for your own record, right? Yeah. Um, like I said before, our, my team doesn't really have much uh, video evidence because it's hard for us to capture videos when we're using our abilities. Um, though I think we're going to investigate in GoPros just so we can have our hands free, but also you can see it from our point of views of what each person's doing. Um, that's cool. It, we, it's, it's, I'll say it's not so much us trying to learn about the other side because we have learned a lot about the other side from not even going out investigations our understanding of what the paranormal is uh is already not say cemented but in a sense of we kind of already have a good idea of what's going on um and that is a long conversation for another time but <laughs> what our main goal is is what we've learned is that each of our abilities is specifically valuable for um investigating especially fighting uh, dark entities and demonic spirits. So we go to locations that are essentially being well tormented, but the spirits there are being tormented by a particular spirit keeping them at a location. So we go to that location, take out the darkness permanently, and then allow the spirits there to cross over that are trapped or imprisoned. Um, a few locations we've been to before have been that situation. So my ability specifically helps with getting rid of the darkness and then everyone else comes in and helps those uh, spirits cross over. Um, but that is our main goal is to go to location, location, place to place, case to case with anyone we meet and eradicate any darkness that we can find to allow spirits to cross over. And if spirits want to stay, hey, that's their prerogative. We've encountered a few spirits who want you to stay at locations just because it's all they've ever known and they figure it's their home and they don't want to leave. So we're like, okay, you can stay. Um we tell the spirits, hey, you got to cross over. Now is the time. So that is our main goal. Um, is it collecting evidence? Yeah, it's 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 
it would help with proving our, ourselves and things like that. But it's it's not our main prerogative is collecting evidence. So uh, Megan, my co-host, uh, feels that we should start recording at least our POV so people see our point of view, what we deal with in, uh, in locations. Um, I would tell like, yeah, uh, let's <laughs> tax return down. Let's look at some GoPros. Um, see if we can find some discounted prices. But no, that is my team's main prerogative is to clear out locations. Um, because sometimes spirits don't want to be at a place and those who want to stay can stay. And some of them, uh, we even countered they need, uh, something before they cross over the unfinished business rule, as they say. Um, they need, yeah. um, well, that's a really before they can cross over. Yeah, that's a really good point of view, actually. Well, if you have the ability to send them over in that one, would it? Yeah, but to make that such a focus, yeah, is actually quite interesting because we don't we don't see much of that here. You know, here we, we there is cases where we've come across where spirits want to move on onto the other side, and uh, because we can't do that, we're reaching out to a third party or people that we know that have the ability to do that. But to actually go and make that your focus, where to to fully help on on that level, it is is, is actually quite amazing. Well, when you're handed such weapons, uh, you either use them or you let them collect dust. And <laughs> we can't, I can't stand by and knowing that I can help, not help. Uh, so, especially when my ability is so rare, um, I've hardly met anyone remotely close to what I can do. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's Mike, you're the listener, right? You you listen to the show? I do, yeah. So you know what I can do, roughly. Roughly, yeah. 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 It's been not a bit before I've been so tied up the floor. It's been nuts. Ah no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um for Christine Phil, I don't know if you've explained it to them or not, but um, I have distinct ability to feel the energy of the dead in my hands, but also I can pull said energy into myself and filter it um, through my body, essentially. Um, and I learned to differentiate good from evil from each hand. Left hand is good spirits. Right hand is dark spirits. Um, and that helps me find things. And the closer the sensation, how it feels, is almost like a staticness that starts if your hand goes to sleep. It starts in the palm of my hand. It's it's uh, spreads across my entire hand until, and that tells me how close something is, or at least how strong it is. Um, but as of the last year or so, um, I have learned to imprison uh, these dark entities rather than filtering them, uh, specifically into a ring. Um, everything that I've pulled in the last year or so is in one ring. It's actually a King Solomon replica of ring. Um, that I have them imprisoned in. And I've lost count of how much uh, dark entities are in it. So, like creating a haunted object, essentially. And I didn't 100% believe I was doing this until after my wife and a few other psychics um, touched the ring, or at least were near it, and they said, it sounds like the they hear tons of screaming and uh, swearing. And one guy said it sounds like a prison, a bunch of people yelling out at one time. Um, so that tells me there's a lot of ranger spirits in there. And most people ask, like, what are you afraid of them getting out? No, they are somehow unable to leave. That's really cool gift, actually. Yeah. yeah. 
makes me a dangerous weapon in the paranormal world, especially for investigations and dealing with dark things like this. Yeah. Um, and thing is, I I'm half have here this. over in North Carolina and not here. You know, we 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 need the spirits here to stick around. <laughs> Oh no! To that thing, I don't take uh, human spirits off the plane. It's, I feel it's cruel to rip someone from their wholeness. There, I use my left hand to feel if someone's there. But as a pulling said person off the plane, no, I never, I never do that. That's I, I feel it's cruel. Though there's a woman I met uh, through this. Funny enough, she's in Australia. She can do what I do, but she does it for the side of light. She can pull energy of people and cross them over, so she can help uh-huh. someone cross over who's unafraid or at least unable to she could pull their energy feel it and then transfer it to the other side that's amazing that's so yeah. cool but uh she's all the way in australia so uh us helping us here is not so much but no we've my wife has done very good at uh, helping spirits cross over um her being that level of psychic that she is yeah. oh, well guys um i appreciate the time um, we thank you. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, I always like a uh, very different experience for us. This is this is wild. <laughs> no, let me. Is I I always like talking to other investigators from other parts of the world, uh, as it seems to be, uh, especially around these areas. But getting different perspectives of how people investigate and why they do um, is something that I'm always passionate, interested in, um, especially because I know. Uh, if everything goes well for my team, we're going to be traveling the entire United States and hopefully the world to at some point uh, doing what we do. So making friends in different parts of the, of the entire planet is uh, kind of what we're trying to do. So, yeah, for sure. That'd be great to, to meet up with you guys. That's but, literally yeah. what yeah. we should be doing. Exactly. Friends. <laughs> Make friends. Yes. Well, if you're ever in Vancouver, we would love to have you here. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I've never been that far north. Um, though I do enjoy the cold. Um, most Southerners wouldn't say that, but no, I actually do enjoy the cold. I hate summertime. I love the wintertime. I love being. I love the cold. I, I guess it's my thick skin, but um, I just I like winter. <laughs> you got to come during the snow seasons, then. Yeah. But uh, I do appreciate you guys coming on. Um, where can everyone find you? Like your Instagram, TikToks, or uh, Twitters, or whatever. Your social media. There you go. Uh, our main, our main uh, Instagram account is uh, the Unknown Paranormal. We also post our findings and our, our video clips to YouTube at the Unknown Paranormal. Uh, Facebook is also the Unknown Paranormal, and our TikTok is also probably the same uh unknown paranormal <laughs> our tiktok sorry is unknown paranormal bc and we also um have a website we can uh definitely send it to you as well and we'll definitely share those links uh in the posts when we start posting this episode um but i do thank you guys thank for coming you. on and as always catch your videos in the next one for sure and have a good one you guys are welcome and, and as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one.